All right, let's go. Let's pray. Father, I love you. I thank you for today. Uh, Lord, you're good to us. Um, Lord, you uh, you really do. Um, you're just steadfast in our lives, even when we're not, even when we trip and fall and uh, just uh, lose our way, um, just find ourselves off the beaten path. You're just there, uh, just uh, calling us back. And uh, Lord, I, I just praise you. Um, uh, for being that in our lives, and I pray that we would um, just model that to those that are that, that were around, that we could be uh, more like you, uh, Lord. I do. Um, I just thank you for this season. Um, we're stepping into December, and and we're gonna you know start talking about uh, Christmas and all the things that go into that. And um, Lord, I pray that we would just be focused on you and not all the. Uh, the lights and the gifts and all of the things, um, unless it's your light and your gifts. And so, uh, God, I do pray that we would uh, be light to a dark world as, as we look into these things and uh, that we would just be ready. Um, uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting time of year, but it's exciting because uh, you're on the throne uh, and because uh, you were willing uh, just to, to lay down your life. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for that. I pray for uh, Mitch and Caleb as they're wrapping up their time in Oaxaca. Lord, I do pray that you have... Uh, just really used them, uh, that they've been servants while they were there. And uh, Lord, I pray that it's a trip that's really just impacting the kingdom of God. Uh, I pray that it impacts their lives, that it really just uh, puts things in perspective. I pray you just give them traveling, uh, just uh, mercies as they work their way back tomorrow. We know it's a long trip. Uh, I pray for just their families. I know it's it's a long time to be away, even if it's just for a week. And so uh, I pray that you would just uh, bring them back together and uh, just uh, get us get us all focused on where we need to be. And so, uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you would uh, speak to us today uh, as we look into something that we all know, but uh, we're going to find out how much we really know. And so. I pray that you just get the glory for it in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so today uh, it's going to be different. And so I told you guys we're going to start a Christmas type of... We're going to take a time out from 1 Corinthians. Um, I need a break, uh, and I just kind of want to reset. And so I told you guys for the next three weeks... uh, So obviously, I didn't put it in the announcements. uh, There is church on Christmas. Uh, Christmas is on a Sunday this year, so December 25th. Uh, there's only one service. It's at 1030 like normal. Uh, so there's no pass point that day. So we've got three Sundays until then. And so I wanted to take uh, a few weeks and talk about um, something to do with Christmas and not like what you would normally hear. I don't want to do the, you know, the, the generic, hey, here's your Christmas series. And so instead, I wanted to look at this a little bit different and just kind of a few questions that at least always are rolling around in my mind. And so we're going to take three questions, and we might get to the first one today. And so this is going to be kind of like a not three different messages and three different questions, but this is going to be like a running theme for the next few weeks. And uh, honestly, I'll probably give Caleb and Mitch uh, some time uh, next week to talk to us about Oaxaca, so, uh, because that's, that's more important than what I got to say anyway. And so uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But Anyway, when you talk about the Christmas story, and so I've got three questions that we're going to kind of focus in on that are more pertinent to us uh, as, as we look into Christmas. And so, uh, Paige, you want to hand these out? So I, and today, instead of uh, just jumping right into it, everybody knows about Christmas, right? Everybody knows the Christmas story. So if you have your Bibles, like, you know, you're supposed to bring your Bibles to church, uh, we're not going to use those at first. I don't want you to cheat, so close your Bibles. Uh, and... Uh, just, just for a minute. No, no, no. Because I want to know. Because if I was to ask you, hey, do y'all know like the order of events in the Christmas story? You'd be like, oh yeah, I know. So we're gonna find out if you really know. Uh, and so uh, uh, we're gonna put these in it. So I, I picked like 15 different events uh, as pertaining to 
the the Christmas story, right? And so we know you can read about the Christmas story uh, in the beginning of the book of Matthew and also the beginning of the book of Luke. And there's two different um, accounts of this, right? And so um, it all fits in there, bud. Uh, so anyway, Paige, right here. Just we're going to get there. So as we go through these, uh, so so kind of work your way through it. Use use who you're sitting with. Right. Bounce bounce knowledge off of each other. And so if you're listening to this on the recording today, it's going to be really awkward. And so uh, but it is what it is. Uh, so uh, what? What'd you say? So number them, like go through and like try to put them in order. Uh, and I'm going to let you guys start telling me in which order they should be in for the most part. And uh, it, it's going to be good because we're going to read through the entire passage, uh, both of these passages, uh, just to kind of get everybody's minds working on uh, the Christmas story. And so once we have that... Then we can uh, start to look at, okay, now let's talk about Christmas. But anytime you want to talk about Christmas, I'm talking, you guys aren't listening, but that's okay. Anytime we talk about, that's perfect. It's all good. Anytime we talk about Christmas, what? No, it's all good. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my gosh, I've heard that. We hear it all the time. And so it's like, okay, that's great. Let's talk about what we know then. And so uh, that's kind of why I wanted to do this exercise. Um, so it should be good. So I'll give you guys just a few minutes to kind of work through that. Uh, and we'll get, don't get too in-depth. Start at the beginning. Like start trying to find what's, what should be the beginning. And then as we start crossing things off the list, you'll be like, oh, okay, and I can work through this as I go. I just do that sometimes. <laughs> the problem is, I think he's right. I'm not positive, but I think he is. No, but that's not why I did it. Here, I got one, Bryn. Work together. Yeah, it's weird. What'd you say? All right, it's all good. No, we're good. All right. It, there was a marriage class we had a little bit ago, and no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. No, it's it's it all goes together. Like if you're reading through the Christmas passage, like what gets you to there? It's all together. We're gonna read through it. So. No, no, no. I did not. I did not. I'm not in school anymore. There's too many 
I'm like having a hard time in my mind. I just don't want to be wrong. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, no. Do we have another one, Paige? Okay. <laughs> Find a seat. You're late. <laughs> Okay, work with work as a table. Like that will help. I'm not a table here. I will say, there is only two of them that could be transposed that aren't like, as you study them out, like clearly this could have happened before this. There's only, yeah, when you put them together, but when there's really only two of them when you look into it, they could be, and I'll tell you what they are, so... Yeah, he's like three. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shannon, did you finally get all healed up with your jaw? And still not? Man. I couldn't believe when I heard some of what was going on. That's just insane. So, man. It's like I have strength. Praise the Lord, you're feeling a little bit better. So. Right on. I understand. That's hard. I mean, it's not like there's HBI students in here, or you know, students that graduated from HBI. No, I'm just, I'm totally kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll kind of get started. You guys are, are, all right. I'll give you a few more minutes. I want to make sure we at least get read through all of this. I knew this was going to happen. I was like, one or two things are going to happen. This is not going to go well. Nobody's going to do it, and we'll be done way early, or we won't even get to what I want to get to. So. <laughs> I actually was going to do that, but then I was like, this is just so much easier to... Or we could have done it as a class and then on the board. Well, I thought about it, but I didn't want to write that much, so... That's why you should have printed it in large letters and then would have just See, that's where I'm not like you. <laughs> this was the easiest for me. <laughs> No, I mean, that's not it at all. There is no wrong answer. We'll just, I'll just keep asking. 
<laughs> it's not like you're turning them in. Wait, so what? 9, 10, 11. Really? I started at the end. Sorry, the beginning. No, I mean on this. So I have six zeros and one A. One A, she said. I didn't mean to mark that. The problem is, there's like the generic Christmas story, you know, what, what Linus reads on Charlie Brown Christmas, but there's things... But there's things that like lead into that, and this all has to tie together, because if it doesn't tie together, you don't completely understand why these things had to go. There's a reason that they tie together, and we're going to talk through those things today. But they're the same. They're the same account. They're just, they have to go together, though. I mean, but they have to go together. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for Matthew, you wouldn't even know about the wise men. They're not even in the Luke account. You should have put like the fruitcake. Well, I wanted to. I, I was gonna like help you guys out a little bit. I was gonna show you that video I showed you last year of the kids recounting the uh, baptism story with the kids. They were like they went to Bethlehem and. Eleven. So. And I tend to overthink everything. No. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Okay. Uh, so what? What? What do you think the first one is? I'm going to start reading through this because I want to tie it all together and I want to have a little bit of time to. What's What's that? Okay. So yes, that is correct. The very first one in the order of events is the angel of the Lord is sent to Zacharias. Okay. <laughs> Telling him about the child. So I'm going to start in Luke chapter 1. And this, this is kind of lengthy, but there's a reason, and I'll tell you why this all matters. So uh, in Luke chapter 1... No, because then you're going to cheat. and I mean, if you want to, you can. That's fine. But I thought it didn't matter. I well, it doesn't, but then you're going to be like, okay, no more changing your numbers, though. Well, look, we're going to change them whenever... Okay, that's fine. Yes. Whatever you want to do. I don't care. Luke chapter 1 and verse 5. Uh, it says, And there was in the days of Herod... The king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias uh, of the course of Abiah, uh, and his wife uh, of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they both were righteous before God, working in all the commandments of the ordinances of the Lord, blameless. And they had no child, because Elizabeth was buried, and they were now well stricken in years. So, here they are, no child. Um, he's been uh, a priest uh, working in the, the temple, doing you know what the, the tribe of Levi does uh, throughout this whole thing. And she's also following God. Um, and I'll tell you why all this matters in a minute. Uh, and according to the custom, verse 9, uh, I'm sorry, verse 8, and as it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God uh, in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So it was his turn to go in and burn the incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying about uh, without at the time the incense. Well, this doesn't take very long. They go in, they burn the incense. These guys have been doing this for like thousands of years. And so they know how long these things take. And so people are like, what's taking so long? 
Uh, and, and there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of the incense. Nobody else is in there. He's the only guy allowed in to do this. Uh, angel of the Lord. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prior, prayer is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness and uh, many shall rejoice at his birth for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn uh, to the Lord their God and he shall go before them in the spirit of power uh, of Elias and turn their hearts uh, on the fathers of the children and uh, the disobedient to the uh, wisdom of the just and make ready a people prepared for the Lord and Zacharias said unto the angel it's never good to question the angel of the Lord <laughs> whereby where, whereby shall I know this for I am an old man and my wife, well stricken in years. He's like, have you seen my wife? She's not, she's not a spring chicken anymore, right? This doesn't, this doesn't work like this anymore. Uh, she's well stricken in years. And the angel answered him and said, uh, I am Gabriel that standeth in the presence of the uh, God. I am sent to speak unto thee uh, and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb. Now, not intelligently, but he won't be able to speak. And not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in the hearts uh, in their season. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he tarried so long in the temple. These guys were like, what has taken this dude so long? And when he came out, he could not speak unto them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them, and he uh, and remained speechless. And it came to pass that as soon as the days of his uh, ministration uh uh, were accomplished, he departed to his own house, and after those days his wife Elizabeth conceived uh, and, and hid herself five months, saying, Thus hath the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked upon me to take away uh, my reproach from among men. And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent uh, from God unto a city uh, of Galilee named Nazareth. So the first thing that leads this whole thing is God comes in and he tells this guy, Hey, uh, you're going to have a son. Now we understand uh, as you know as bible students that john the baptist does what he like prepares the way for jesus not only in life but as pre-born children right and there's also other things that tie these things together as well there's a reason that this needed to happen before the angel comes to mary and joseph right and we'll explain that here in a minute but that's the first piece of this whole christmas story most people leave this out Right. But when you're trying to piece the whole thing together and understand it logically, there's a reason that has to happen. So what do you think the second thing is that happens in these order of events? Not the one. Yeah. 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 Yes, the second thing that comes along is Gabriel now is sent to Mary to tell of Christ's birth. Right. We'll pick up right where we left off. We're still in the book of Luke. Everything we're reading is either in Luke or Matthew. And so all you can write the references down if you want. But so the first one was uh, Luke 5, uh, 1, 5 to 26. And we're going to pick up again in 26 and read through 38 uh, with this portion of it. So in verse 26, it says, how far did I say? 38. Okay. Okay. Uh, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Now, it, it's not talking about the month on the calendar. We're talking about the sixth month since Elizabeth was with child. Why do you think, if you were just thinking logically, why do you think he picks the sixth month for this to happen? What generally is going on by the sixth month in a pregnancy? You're not able to hide that anymore, right? It just doesn't generally happen. And so that's that's how that thing rolls out. And so uh, it says that... Uh, Gabriel is sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, that's important, espoused, I mean engaged, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, 
Thou uh, art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast uh, in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And she's thinking, okay, that doesn't sound too bad. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. Now, pause at this point. What is she thinking? Okay, I'm going to have a son. I probably ought to go through with this marriage, right? Because at this point, nothing else has been revealed to her. Uh, Now, they might be thinking things that they know from the Old Testament, but just think of this logically, what's happening right in front of you. She's thinking, okay, I'm going to have a son. His name's going to be Jesus. Verse 32, he shall be great. And shall be the son of the highest, capital H, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Now, if she's a Bible student, this might be where she starts to wonder, no, wait a minute. I thought that the Christ was supposed to come through a virgin. But, you know, I don't know how quick on her toes she was or what she was thinking through this whole thing. I'm guessing she's still just thinking, I'm going to have a baby the way that everybody else in the world has had a baby, right? Uh, it goes on. Uh, and he shall and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. And then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Meaning, uh, I've never slept with a guy, and I know how this works. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest, capital H, shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which uh, shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold... Thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was, uh, who was called barren. Uh, I'm reading on, sorry, I thought that was it. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. So the angel comes in, Gabriel comes in and says, Hey, you're gonna have a son, his name's gonna be Jesus. And she's like, Okay, sounds good, uh, is this happening after I get married or what was the plan here? And uh, no, uh, it's going to be of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and that's and she's probably thinking at this point, how in the world is that going to happen? And so this is where the first account starts to tie into the second account because he says, with God, nothing is impossible. Remember your cousin Elizabeth who thought she would never have a child? She's old. Those things don't happen, right? Uh, if, if you want to check on you know, how good God is, go, go see her, right? Uh, happens to be six months in. So it's not just like, hey, yeah, I'm pregnant. It's like, oh, man, you're pregnant. Like, there's not a, I wonder if she is. It's like, a that girl is, she's definitely, something's going on here. And so that's kind of how this thing. So Gabriel is sent to Mary and says, hey, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Right? It goes on. Well, let's just let's just go to the third thing. So what's the third thing then? If, if that's happened, what's the third thing? Before that... I have angel of the Lord come. Yeah, before that, and these were, I had to actually look into this, and I'll tell you why I think this here in a minute, but uh, let me read it first, and then I'll tell you why. Uh, let me read it first, because these are two that could have maybe been, but I'll tell you why I came up with, with what I did. Uh, but you're exactly, the next one is Mary Travels to the So, uh, flip over to Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused, again just engaged, to Joseph, before they came together, notice they made sure they put that in there, like there was no fornication going on, uh, they did not know each other, uh, uh, Matthew chapter 1 verse 18, sorry, no sorry, Matthew 1 18. 
It says, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. What does that mean? Uh, it means that he's found out that she's pregnant, right? It says that before they came together, she was found with child. And her husband could have been like, hey, it's uh, this only happens one way. Uh, and I can make you an example, and I can basically put you out to be stoned by the nation of Israel. That's the, that was the law at the time. You know, if you right the first time, though, by six months you can't hide it. So how has she found the child? No, by six months, Elizabeth. Correct. So how? So she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. So, so I mean, I'm I'm assuming that. Uh, yeah, so maybe, but I'm saying the birth of Christ, it was on this wise, as his mother was married, was a father of Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child. I'm guessing uh, that she's not showing at this point. I'm guessing that uh, the things that happened with ladies had stopped happening uh, when a woman gets pregnant. And so, uh, you know, with the menstrual cycle and all of those things, and I'm guessing her husband knows at this point, but nobody else knows, if I'm reading it correctly. Again, these two could be transposed, but I'm just... I mean, however that... So, anyway, I'm just kind of... But I'll tell you what really made me think that those two were flipped. But anyway, uh, he says he doesn't want to make her a public example, uh, uh, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take Mary uh, thy wife... Or, Take unto thee Mary thy wife, uh, for which thou hast conceived uh, in her as the, of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save other people from their sins. Man, I'm not even going to get through all this today. Um, uh, I'm trying. Now, with all, now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted, God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him uh, his wife, meaning they got married. They didn't sleep, but they, they, they actually got married. They went ahead with the ceremony and, and got that part of it taken care of. Why? Because it's going to look really bad if his wife does start to show and they're not married then the public is going to want to make an example of her even if he doesn't want to so they go ahead and get married uh, and knew her not again not sleeping with her until she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name jesus it says that this is kind of why i think this is this way it says that they uh, went ahead and got married but if you compare that to I think I need to do the next one as well and then kind of tie the two together. <clears throat> so the angel comes to Joseph. And he says, hey, uh, Mary is is with child, right? Uh, and it, it's of the Holy Ghost. You don't need to get rid of her. Uh, but you probably, uh, you know, they went ahead and got married, okay? So the next thing that happens, we already talked about this, is Mary travels to see Elizabeth. So why do you think this had to happen, Right? Well, probably. I just it's because I can't type. There you go. <clears throat> it's because I can't spell or type or anything else. Uh, if you flip back over to Luke, we pick up where we left off earlier, and it says, "And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste in a city of uh, Judah." 
and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. She goes to see her cousin, right? To uh, Elizabeth. And, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, meaning John the Baptist in her womb, six months down the road. Uh, ladies, you can attest to this, like when the baby starts to get a little bigger, you can feel them move. Now, I don't know if like, John the Baptist was a gymnast or what, but it says he leapt in the womb. Well, however that works. But, um, uh, and whence, uh, nope, I'm in the wrong spot. Okay. Uh, and it came to pass, uh, leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, and she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women. She says this to Mary, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Elizabeth didn't know, right? But, the Holy Ghost can reveal things to us, right? Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord shall come unto me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe looped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, uh, for there shall be uh, a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall... Uh, call me blessed for he that is mighty hath done to me great things and holy uh, is his name and his mercy is on them uh, that fear him for his gener- uh, from generation to generation and he showed strength uh, with his arm he has uh, scattered the proud uh, in the imagination of their hearts and he hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted uh, them of low degree and he hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich uh, he has sent uh, empty away uh, he hath uh, Hopen, his servant to Israel in remembrance of his mercy uh, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, to a seed forever. And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. So, putting things in timeline, okay? Elizabeth's six months along. She comes, Mary comes to see her. She's there for three more months. I mean, what happens at nine months in a pregnancy? Uh, generally, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's go time. So, uh, we understand that now Mary has been there for three months we know that they had gotten married, Elizabeth, or not Elizabeth, uh, Mary and Joseph. And so, why do you think Mary has to travel to see Elizabeth? Just kind of thinking through this logically. Why does this have to happen? I think she's wanting to prove things out. God comes to her and says, hey, you're pregnant of the Holy Ghost. And she's like, okay. But he says, you know, hey, remember Elizabeth? She's, she's pregnant. Go see her. You know, and, and then she goes to Elizabeth. She sees that she's pregnant. With God, nothing is impossible. And then she, as soon as she gets there, the Holy Ghost falls on Elizabeth. Elizabeth is like, I know something's going on. How would she have known that? The only person uh, that knows at this point are, are Joseph and, and Mary. So how in the world does she know what's going on unless this is all of God? Right? It's kind of proving the whole situation out. It's no different than... With what happens in our life, sometimes God has to give us circumstances where we can prove out the things that He is doing in our life. Man, I really thought we were going to get through this today. Um, that's not different as far as today goes. <laughs> um, You're all like five fifteen. Well, I mean, I'm trying to get through the story. I thought we would at least get through the story today, and then we could get into like the important part of it uh, that I really wanted. Huh? The activity. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. I can blame you all. So, like, so there you go. Yeah, would you? Yeah, at least. What? Yeah, we'll see. We're not done yet. So, uh, so anyway, I, th- those two could have maybe been transposed, but I just feel like um, because he sends her away for three months, uh, it's going to be hard that you know 
she goes to see Elizabeth for three months that Joseph uh, doesn't know about this for the th- first three months of it happening. Just the whole thing kind of in my mind plays out. I told you those two might be transposed. I don't think that they are, but, you know, that's my opinion. Uh, but I think that Joseph finds out, the angel, he comes to tell Joseph about it. And one of the, the ways that he's like, you know what we're going to do? Uh, you're going to go see Elizabeth and we're not even going to be together. That way there is no, like, uh, accusation of fornication or anything else. You've been with Elizabeth the whole time. How in the world could you have been uh, pregnant with my child? The whole thing. And so I think the way that the things just play out, that that would make the most logical sense. Uh, the next thing that happens then is what? After nine months, what happens? John the Baptist is born. Uh, In Luke chapter 57, uh, I'm not going to read this whole thing. Uh, It's kind of wordy, but basically uh, it says, Now Elizabeth's full time had came and she should be delivered. She brought forth a son. So anyway, so she has John the Baptist. You can read it. So that's uh, uh, verses uh, 57 through 80. And so the cool thing that happens, she has the baby. Uh, uh, Zachariah still can't speak. Right? Remember? Uh, he, he was dumb. Uh, and so she has the baby. Uh, eight days go by. They circumcise him. What are you going to call him? Well, you know, obviously you're going to call him John because you always take the family name. And, uh, uh, what? Is that, yeah, I'm sorry. You're going to, yeah, you're going to call his name, uh, Zacharias. And, and he's like, his mother's like, no, we're going to call him John. And everybody's like, there's nobody in your family by this name. That doesn't make sense. We'll ask dad. And dad's like, give him a tablet he can write on. And he's like, his name is John. And uh, it was immediately when he does that, he gets his, his ability to talk back. It was like God's way of saying, uh, okay, you didn't believe me. Are you going to believe me now? Like, are you going to go through with my word? And as soon as that happens, so anyway, then you get a, a long kind of dissertation of how uh, basically all this is pointing towards something bigger. And I don't have time to get through all of that. But again, John the Baptist is always pointing towards what happens next with Jesus, right? And so that's probably a good spot to stop because now we get into the, what do you think number six is? Right. So now we get into the Christmas story in general. You can go through and at least label these. Bring these back next week because I want to read through this and then uh, we're going to, I want to at least give you the first question to kind of start thinking on uh, and we'll go from there. So they go, uh, they go to be taxed, right? What's next? Right. They go to get taxed. Jesus is born in a barn, literally in a barn. It's not just, uh, you know, because he left the door open, but he was really born in a barn. And the next thing that happens is, number eight? Yeah, the angel goes to the shepherds in the field at night. You know, bam, bright light from heaven, kind of like when Paul meets him. You know, bright light. You know, they got the angel singing. All of that's going on. They're just like, whoa, this is something's going on here. Right? And so what happens after that? They hear about it. So what are they going to do? They're going to go see him. Like, I got to go see this. Like, this is something crazy. You know, I'm going to go see this thing. Okay, so then what happens after that? Backtrack to Matthew. The Matthew, or in Matthew, we read about the wise men. They see a star. They go to Jerusalem saying, hey, where's this Christ that's supposed to be born? Because they see the star, but it goes away for a while. So they go to Jerusalem because where can, we'll just go ask the Jews. The king of the Jews is supposed to be born. Okay, then what happens after that? Number 11. They follow the star. Right, so they see the star. They go to Jerusalem. Uh, Herod's like, "Man, I tell you what, uh, go go find him and come tell me about him. I'm excited about this. You know, obviously he's not excited, uh, but he wants to know about it. So they follow the star. They find Jesus. Number twelve. 
I'm debating between circumcision and wiseman because I can't I can't remember what the Jewish custom on circumcision is. Eight days, uh, and actually, you, you're you're exactly right. Twelve and thirteen are the only two that you cannot prove which one happened next. Uh, I have it in there as the wise men present their gifts, which were what? That was about two years. That was way later. That was two years. The wise men didn't present their gifts until he was a young boy. Yeah, he was a young child. So if the Jewish custom... It it should have been. You're correct. As long as they went with the custom as it should have been. But because things were so off and weird and because of Herod and everything, it, it probably is the circumcision because if they followed the custom, the circumcision and the naming. But... Whether they did or didn't, it's hard to say. But the wise men, they follow the star, they present their gifts to Jesus, and then 14 definitely gets back on timeline. Joseph and Mary, they flee to Egypt because Herod's like, I tell you what, if the wise men aren't going to tell me where he is, I'll just kill all the kids from two and under. So they flee to Egypt because the angel of the Lord comes and tells them, hey, uh, Herod seeks his life. Uh, and then the very last one, uh, they settle in Nazareth. Okay, so next week we're going to pick back up and get into... I want to read through these things, that way we have them all. But here's your first question. And so here was, as the, over the next two weeks now, I'm going to have three questions that we, and when I say we, I personally do this, and so maybe you do as well. We as Christians ask ourselves about Christmas. Three questions that we as Christians ask ourselves about Christmas. And we all know the story, right? You guys proved that you pretty much knew the story, right? Uh, right in, in the order that it was, uh, how those things go. You're correct. But I'm talking about like, what do we do in past one? I try to make things really, how do they apply practically? Like, give you something to really hold on to for the week. And like, we, we over-commercialize, we do all these things for Christmas, and it's just like, I'm just not into the hoopla, whatever. And so here's the first question uh, that, I've already asked myself this year. I actually asked it to my wife yesterday. We were uh, in the elevator uh, at the hotel uh, yesterday morning, and it was like Christmas music. And I'm just like, I'm just not. I'm just not feeling it, right? And uh, so I don't know if anybody else has asked themselves this. There's, you're either one of two sides, but here's the, kind of the question. Why don't I feel like I'm in the Christmas spirit? Because you're a No, no, no. Why don't I feel like I'm in the Christmas spirit? And because there's two sides of this. You're either completely like I'm feeling it, but you're probably feeling it for all the wrong reasons, or you're just not feeling it, and it's probably for all the wrong reasons. And so we're going to talk about that next week, because that's the first question we kind of ask ourselves. Why just? Why am I not feeling it this year? Why am I not, right? And just because you put your tree up and you put the lights out, like that's not really it. And we'll get into all that next week, but that's kind of the first question practically, like, why am I just not feeling it? And sorry, I really thought I'd be able to read faster today, but apparently I can't, so it is what it is. All right, so let's pray. We'll get out of here. We'll pick back up, read through the rest of the story, and like make this actual practical, actually make make it practical in your life uh, as we do move forward towards Christmas, whether we like it or not. So uh, let's pray. Father, I love you. Thank you for today. I thank you for the Past Point class um, and just their um, their knowledge of your Word. And um, God, we've heard this story so many times. Even those of us who haven't been saved that long, we've heard this so many times. And God, I do pray that we are. Um, that we are doing something with what we know. 
And that's kind of where I'm trying to get with all of this. And uh, Lord, I do pray that um, you know, being in the Christmas spirit really isn't about uh, a feeling, but it's about you. And so I pray that as we come back next week, we can really dive into uh, the heart of the issue, uh, not just the words on the page, because, man, we're going to hear that on the TV. We're going to hear it uh, everywhere because, man, if there's ever a time that people want to claim to be uh, Christians, it's this time of year. But I pray that we would actually live what everybody else is saying. Uh, I pray that you would just use us uh, this week, Lord, uh, to be light to a dark world and uh, that we would point people towards you, uh, not towards a tree or towards gifts or anything else, but we would really just... Uh, point people towards you um, because that's what that's what matters and so god i pray that you would uh just uh, use pastor brian as he preaches to us this morning uh be with uh mitch and caleb as we're traveling back tomorrow um lord and just uh continue to to work in your body uh lord it's good to see the calligans back today i've been praying uh for them and so lord i do pray you just continue to uh to to heal her up and just uh get the glory in their lives so uh, lord i pray you just uh send us out this week as lights in dark world in christ Name, amen.